If you're ready to feel like your best self, you have some room for improvement in your health, or you're looking to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness, then welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. Listen in to your host and renowned wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence, as she shows you how to build your internal and external wellness empire. Charlene is a licensed acupuncturist, certified hypnotherapist, and master of traditional Chinese medicine. She'll introduce you to the solutions that have yet to be on your radar. Now here's your host, Charlene Lawrence. Welcome back, wellness warriors. I'm Charlene Lawrence, your wellness expert. I am the chief executive acupuncturist at Empire Wellness Center, and I'm the founder of the Hypnopuncture Method, combining the powerful tool of hypnosis with the amazing healing power of acupuncture. I am so grateful to have you on this journey with me to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. It is my mission to educate so you can improve and together we can empower, inspire, and grow. Let's dive right in. Welcome to this week's book breakdown. Today we are going over the book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. I'm going to use their TLDR, which is short for too long, didn't read, at the back of every chapter. This book was so influential in my stress process, and the science that backs it up is so solid that I am giving you a quick and dirty look into this book, and I highly recommend that you get yourself a copy so that you can go through the entire thing, get every little nugget out of it, and I also recommend that you get a physical copy of this book because it has some really great worksheets. So let's dive in. Chapter one, they hit it running from the very beginning. This book, if you only read one chapter in this book, you can read chapter one and get a huge amount of actionable steps out of it. So the TLDR, too long, didn't read from chapter one is just because you may have dealt with a stressor. So you've removed the stressor from your life. That doesn't mean that you've dealt with the stress itself. To deal with the stress, you need to actually complete the stress cycle or it will slowly kill you. They go into the science in chapter one as to why this chronic stress is slowly killing each and every one of us. Now, how do we complete the stress cycle? The number one most efficient strategy for completing the stress cycle is physical activity. They say even if it's jumping up and down or a good cry. Other ways, aside from physical activity, to complete the stress cycle are things like affection, a six-second kiss. Now think about that. A six-second kiss has to be a pretty involved kiss. If you count six seconds, that's not just the simple little peck. So really pouring at least six seconds into a kiss or a 20-second hug 
six minutes of snuggling, or helpless laughter. These are all socially acceptable strategies that complete the cycle and things like creative self-expression, writing, drawing, singing, whatever gives you a safe place to move through the emotional cycle of stress. The last bullet point in the TLDR of chapter one of this book is one of my favorite quotes ever. The girls say, wellness is the freedom to move fluidly through the cycles of being human. Therefore, wellness is not a state of being. It is a state of action. Chapter two, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Frustration happens when our progress toward a goal feels more effortful than we expect it to be. You can manage frustration by using planful problem solving for stressors you can control and positive reappraisal for stressors you cannot control. When we're struggling, we may reach a point of oscillating between frustrated rage and helpless despair. Solution? Choose the right time to give up, which might be now or it might be never. Either way, the choice puts you back in the driver's seat. Your brain has a built-in mechanism to assess when it's time to quit. Listen to its quiet voice or do a worksheet, something that's easier. TLDR for Chapter 3. Meaning in life is good for you. You make meaning by engaging with something larger than yourself, whether that's an ambitious goal, service to the divine, or a loving relationship. Meaning enhances well-being when you're doing well, and it can save your life when you're struggling. Human giver syndrome is a collection of personal and cultural beliefs and behaviors that insist that some people's only, quote, meaning in life comes from being pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attractive to the needs of others. Women in Western society tend to have human giver syndrome. The stress response cycle, or the monitor, and meaning are all resources you carry with you into the battle against the real enemy. DLDR for chapter four. The game is rigged. Women and girls, especially women and girls of color, are systematically excluded from government and other systems of power, and it's called the patriarchy. Now, the patriarchy says it doesn't exist. It says that if we struggle, it's our own fault for not being, quote, good enough, which is called gaslighting. Human giver syndrome, the contagious belief that you have a moral obligation to give every drop of your humanity in support of others, no matter the cost to you, thrives in the patriarchy, the way mold thrives in damp basements. The solution, smash. This is where I want you to get the physical book because there is a worksheet to go through all of your emotions to find out how you can get past human giver syndrome.
chapter five TLDR, one of my favorites. They talk about, quote, bikini industrial complex. It's a hundred billion dollar a year industry that tries to convince us that our bodies are the enemy when in reality, the bikini industrial complex is itself the enemy. Bias against people of size can be more dangerous to our health than the actual size of our bodies. And many of the things we do to try to change our bodies make our health worse. It is normal, nearly universal, feel ambivalent about your body, wanting to accept and love your body as it is, and at the same time, wanting to change it to conform to the culturally constructed aspirational ideal. Solutions. Embrace the mess. See yourself as the new hotness. Practice seeing everyone as the new hotness and tune in to your body's needs. Chapter six, we're going to talk about connection, connection with friends, with family, with pets, with the divine, with whatever. This is as necessary as food and water. Humans are not built to function autonomously. We are built to oscillate between connection and autonomy and back again to connection. We are all constantly co-regulating one another without even being aware it's happening. Synchronizing heartbeats, changing moods, and helping one another feel seen and heard. Certain kinds of connection create energy. When you share mutual trust and connected knowing with someone, you co-create energy that renews both people. We call this the bubble of love. And the last point in chapter six is sadness, rage, and the feeling that you are not, quote, enough are forms of loneliness. When you experience these emotions, Simply connect. Chapter seven, and we're getting close to the end. We will literally die without rest. Absolutely literally. Finding time for rest is not a first world problem. It's about survival. We are not built to persist incessantly, but to oscillate from effort to rest and back again. On average, we need to spend 42% of our time, 10 hours a day, on rest. If we don't take the time to rest, then our bodies will revolt and force us to take the time. Human giver syndrome tells us it's self-indulgent to rest, which makes as much sense as believing it's weak or self-indulgent to breathe. Getting the rest your body requires is an act of resistance against the forces that are trying to rig the game and make you helpless. Reclaim rest and you reclaim sovereignty over your own life. The last chapter before we go into the ultimate conclusion. We each have a, quote, madwoman in our psychological attic. She has the impossible job of managing the chasm between what we are and what human giver syndrome has told us to be. 
self-compassion and gratitude empower us to recognize the difference between who we are and who the world expects us to be without beating ourselves up or shutting ourselves off from the world. Self-compassion is hard because healing hurts and growing stronger can be scary, but it's worth it because healing helps us grow mighty enough to heal human giver syndrome. We don't have to wait for the world to change before we begin to heal ourselves and one another. So the final recap of the entire book, again, I highly recommend you go out and get the physical book, use the worksheets, do the exercises, literally exercise. It will help complete the stress cycle. But the final conclusion, just because you've dealt with a stressor doesn't mean you dealt with the stress and you don't have to wait until all of your stressors are dealt with before you deal with your stress which is to say you don't have to wait for the world to be better before you make your life better. And by making your life better, you make the world better. Wellness is not a state of being, but a state of action. It is the freedom to move fluidly fluidly through the cyclical oscillating experiences of being human. Human giver syndrome is the contagious false belief that you have a moral obligation to give every drop of your humanity, your time, attention, energy, love, even your body in support of others, no matter the cost to you. Pay attention to how different it feels to interact with people who treat you with care and generosity versus people who treat you as if they are entitled to whatever they want from you. Humans are not built to function autonomously. We are built to oscillate from connection to autonomy and back again. Connection with friends, family, pets, the divine, etc. is as necessary as food and water. I hope this gave you a couple of quick little nuggets to help you get through the stress response and complete the stress cycle. Remember, the biggest takeaway from this is that physical activity movement, even just jumping up and down or clenching your muscles together and releasing them are simple, simple ways to help complete the stress cycle in the body. And physical activity is the most efficient way to do it. I highly recommend you pick up a copy of this book, Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. It is an excellent read. It has great takeaways right from the beginning. I hope you have a wonderful day and be well. Thank you for taking this journey with me today. Your health and wellness are important to me. It's also important to me to spread wellness across the globe. I'd love for you to do three things right now to help me accomplish my mission. First, I'd love for you to leave a five-star review with a comment and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Second, head on over to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and follow me at EWC Health. And last, jump on over to empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast and click on the link to book your free wellness assessment with me. Let's get a 30-minute call on the schedule to look at your history and find the solutions that work best for you. That's empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast. And if no one has told you today, 
You are amazing. You are loved and your possibilities are infinite. Whether it's improving your internal, physical, or mental health, we have more tools to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. Be sure to visit us at empirewellnesscenter.com for more ways to connect with Charlene. There you'll find ways to educate, improve, empower, inspire, and grow. That's all available on empirewellnesscenter.com.